Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Blog Talk Radio. He was up each morning with the dawn Because he knew his daily run was long and hard And he had to be ready To get his freight train down the track Determination he would never lack A little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy Hi, everyone. Welcome to Getting Our Top. Uh, we're here Tuesdays from 4 to 4.30 p.m. That's East Coast time. And we broadcast from the southern Hudson Valley region of New York State along the uh, beautiful Hudson River. It's just a few out of town. It's just the northern suburbs of New York City, my hometown. And um, that little ditty was uh, Freight Train Freddy from the uh, book of the same name that I wrote. It's a rhyming children's story about a 19th century steam engine as he makes his way through the Old West and with all his trials and tribulations. And the uh, person who sang and wrote that song is Peter Tazone, who is also the illustrator of the book. And Peter draws some gorgeous pictures there. And if you go to our website, ftfcreations.com, that's FTF, as in Freight Train Freddy, creations.com. You'll see uh, some of Peter's beautiful drawings and also see some of the uh, rhymes uh, that I wrote for the book. So you could check it out. You could also get the ebook for $2.99. Um, that's for the Kindle or the Apple iPad. And the Apple iPad also has the uh, total song. Uh, you could uh, also get the uh, you could order the uh, soft cover version of the book as well. There, um, I'm doing I'm flying solo today. I do have a very extensive background in computers. I started right out of college as a programmer in the '60s, and uh, I know a bit about programming, although I haven't been a technical for quite a while. Uh, I'm going to talk about computers just to give people an overview and you know, give them some hints about why things work a certain way, certain uh, little ideas that make things run a little simpler and explain some things and also maybe uh, cut down on someone's frustration because I know machines can be frustrating. <laughs> if you keep doing the same thing, they'll keep giving you the same answer even though you want a different one. It, it does get frustrating at times. Um, so, you know, before I went into the healing arts, which was about 10 years ago, I, I was a business person, a computer person, salesperson, had a corporate training business. Um, just to briefly go through my official background here on the page, the name of the show today is How Computers Work, and it's a non-technical overview. Um. Today, computers run our lives from laptops to mobile phones, automobiles, appliances, 
wristwatches, on and on and on. They're in every just about everything because they're so tiny now. Not when I started, they were huge. They were like a big dresser drawer, huge, maybe uh, five feet high and three feet deep and six feet wide, and they cost a quarter of a million dollars. <laughs> then that was a slow one. That, uh, so you can imagine the uh, how how they've come down in price these days. And you can get a beautiful laptop for you know five hundred to a thousand dollars. So my career spans thirty years in the IT industry. I started a program assistant analyst and rose to the position of programming systems manager at ADP, serving the Wall Street community. After starting and running my corporate training consultancy, uh, I experienced a spontaneous emotional healing, which led me to explore the healing arts. And now I practice emotional healing as a emotional healing practitioner, uh, helping people heal their emotional trauma and deal with their depression uh, and help uh, heal that and uh, take away the pain and the darkness, which I did for myself, and now I share my information. I've also been studying human behavior for over 40 years and always had a thing about helping people. So, you know, these things don't just come out of nowhere. You know, I'm watching a TV show about um, interviewing comedians, and, you know, they all said when they were three or four or five, they got a, mic- a microphone or make-believe microphone or was performing for the family, you know, and just doing it on their own. It, it's just something natural. I always liked trying to help people uh, when I was a child. But the lure of technology tore me away. But I still studied it and read all the books on every aspect of psychology and human behavior. And, and then, bingo, I became a healer. Okay, it's not about me today. It's about computers, so let's get going. Uh, I took about five minutes, but I can go about five minutes. I can go about 10 or 15 minutes over. So uh, let's see what we can cover today. All right. Now, let's just, you know, I like to start with the general and get more specific. Um, on the pictures on the, on my ad today, if you see it, uh, it shows uh, the different uh, picture of a computer, a cell phone, and, you know, household appliances, you know, just to give people an idea. And, and so what's the difference? Uh, let's go to the very limited or the very precise to the most general. When when computers are in a car in a watch, in a, an appliance. It's just something you don't really, you know, have much, a lot of input in. You have different buttons to push, but it's all kind of predetermined. And, and that's called firmware. It's a term that means firm. It's just there, it stays there, it doesn't change. For the life of the, uh, of, of the appliance or the life of the, of the thing that you own, there's no updates or anything like that. No new versions, and that's fine. You know, it serves its purpose, and it's very specific. Sometimes they even uh, program it into the hardware. The actual coding 
the actual firmware sometimes is partly hardware as well. The way the actual chip is made that runs the uh, the the object via the car or appliance in your home or whatever or your watch or whatever it may be. <clears throat> and you now it's going into more and more things, and it's great. You know, makes our lives easier. Uh, I have to give you this example because it's. It was it was such a profound thing to me. I was in college in the 60s. I was an engineering student, math student. Well, when I was an engineering student, uh, we had to do a lot of uh, problems, solve a lot of problems. Then we needed, uh, you know, with today, people would use a calculator. Oh, it was arithmetic, but it was you know, long numbers. So you had to multiply, divide, and so on and so forth. And, you know, you had to do long division, <laughs> Or you had to use what we call the slide rule. And, you know, they work, but, boy, if I had a calculator back then. Back then, calculators were big electromechanical machines. They were big as, they look like a cash register. Basically, a cash register is a, 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 a calculator that does a particular function. It looked just like a, the old-fashioned cash registers. Remember those? And it cost like five hundred dollars. So you know, I was—I didn't have a penny. <laughs> I was a kid. I, I didn't have any money at all. I, we were not a wealthy family. So uh, you know, I, I would have killed for a calculator. Now they're almost free. You can get one for a dollar. You know? And they come in every phone. And your watches have calculators. Crazy, you know the difference. But anyway, just a little story there. All right, so. So everything now goes from an appliance, which is a dedicated one, and then you have things like a phone. Now, a phone is a computer. That's really what it is. That's all it is. And phone systems, even the big ones that you had in your house years ago, ran by, you know, computers to make all the exchanges and connect everything. But now it's a little tiny computer. You hold in your hands and it does all these marvelous things. It's wonderful. You have everything at your fingertips here. You know, it's amazing all the functions you have. And those, you know, you can't, so we're getting up to the more general, but for phones, you know, you, you have different applications. They call apps now. App is just a short, a shortened version of the word application program. All right? And, uh, you know, they run and they, for the individual, and they have certain specific functions, like one for weather, one for the stock market. They have calculators in here. They have a, they have a uh, computerized uh, f- photography, right, to take a picture, a camera in there, and so on and so forth. All right, you know, everybody knows what they are, and you know they get updated. Different versions get updated from time to time. So that's the uh, that's your phone, and now and then you go to a laptop, which is an actual computer. The difference is with a laptop, you also have versions. You have also apps or you know application programs, but you also can program with those. You can write programs, and people who are programmers, hackers, whatever, use those to write programs. So you so those are the most general type of of computer. Uh, computer instruments, if you will. And uh, just briefly, you know, 
I'm going to get more to what you what you're doing all the time, but I just want to give you a little background. Okay, how does a computer work? There's three types of programs. Basically, there's a systems program, which is a general program, which is like Apple, uh, uh, Windows 10 or 7 or XP and so on. That's a systems program. Everything runs within the systems program. Within the systems program runs your application programs or your apps, as you like to call them now. And the other type of program is called a utility program, which is not something people use to get information or do specific things. But the utility program, like the name implies, it cleans things up. Like, you know, in your house, when you vacuum the floor or, or do something or wash the clothes, or iron, or you know, uh, wash the dishes. That's a utility thing. You're cleaning things up, right? You got a messy room. You clean it up. That's doing a utility. Okay, that's that's useful. That's where the word comes from. Well, a utilities program, and this is where it 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 helps you, the regular user. Can, what it could do is it reorganizes the information on your hard drive. Okay, you store information in two places. One on one on your hard drive and one in memory, okay, where it says so many gigabytes of memory, so many gigabytes of hard drive. Maybe today it has can go up to 128 gigabytes. It's unbelievable. You know, it's so many. It, it's billions of bytes, huge. So anyway, when you if if you don't if you don't reshuffle, reorganize the hard drive, it takes longer. To look up things, all right. I won't bore you with the details of how that works, but but after a while, things get put in different places, and it takes a while to find them. And when you reorganize them, it's much easier to find. All right. So just leave it at that. So every time you reorganize the uh, hard drive, you make it more efficient, and your computer. One of the things that makes the computer run fast. That's not the only thing. But it's one of the things that makes your computer run faster. Reorganizing your hard drive. It's also called your sort merge program. Okay? Reorganizing the hard drive, sort merge is the same thing. Why do you call it that? Because you resort all the data and you merge it back into a into a pattern that's very quick and efficient for the computer access. So it makes things run faster. Okay. A little less technical. All right. Uh, whenever you have a problem, you probably know this, but I'm going to tell you why it is, in case you're interested. Uh, all of a sudden, your computer really not working. You know, it, it craps out on you. It stops. or you, Things don't function. You know, you press a button and it doesn't work. Things that usually work a certain way aren't working that way. Or it could be as bad as it's frozen. You know, it just doesn't work at all. Uh, and so on. And people usually tell you, restart it. And that's a very good advice. And I'm going to tell you why. Every program has bugs. Every program written has bugs. <clears throat> it's just the way it is. There's just so many different kinds of instructions that you're bound to get some particular set of instructions that hasn't been tested and what's called debug. So, you know, just by doing this before that, after this, and so on, you can create a uh, a bug in the, in the system or in the program, and it could freeze on you. So when you restart the pro when you restart the system, it 
you know, you have to you have to close the programs, and it puts everything in and brings it back to the beginning, and all those things you did to to create that bug uh, is wiped out for the moment. It doesn't you don't lose anything, but but those set of instructions that you were doing, okay, is gone and starts fresh, and it starts working again. So restarting is a very good idea. Uh, okay, and let's talk about people going on the internet all the time. And this is something maybe you know, maybe you don't, but could be very helpful. Uh, the diff, and a lot of people don't know it if they don't have a technical background. The difference between uh, the difference between a URL and a web browser. Okay, don't get upset. URL. It doesn't matter what it means. It means a universal resource locator. Uh, all you have to know is at the very top there where you put in an address, not okay, not the Google little thing, not the Google thing where you, where you type in a, a keyword. All right? And I'm going to talk about the difference between these, so it's very important. It should help explain things. On the very, very top, you actually put in the specific exact address. When you go to my website, all right, let's say you want to go to a show and listen to the show, you go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the word getting a dash, the word on a dash, and the word top. And if you put that in right at the top there, you press go, bing, it'll bring you right to it. Or if you go onto my website, it's uh, depressivesanonymous.org or depressivesanonymous.com. Bing, you hit it, and it'll go to it. And that's an address. It has to be exact, perfect. No character hat can be wrong. If one character is wrong, it's not going to get there. Okay? Now, when you go into Google, okay, Google is a web browser, you just use keywords. So it doesn't matter if you don't get an exact, you know, character. Because it's just kind of like, you know, getting it. It picks, first of all, it corrects it, the spelling for you and all that stuff, or tries to. And then it's just like, looking for anything with that terminology, all right, on the Internet, any website with that terminology on, on the – so you don't have to be precise, okay? So, uh, you know, you could find my website by, let's say, going into – just putting in, you know, Depressives Anonymous. Or if you put in one of the show names, or one of the people who are on my show, you know, uh, it'll come up on Google, and it'll tell you to go to, you know, you can go to uh, getting on top uh, a blog talk radio forward slash getting dash on dash top, and so on. So, again, the difference is the very top thing where you need a specific address has to be perfect, exact. When you go into Google, it doesn't, because Google just needs an approximation, a keyword, and it'll find or get close to finding things, you know, that may match it. So there's a big difference there. So don't get confused because, 
you know, you're using Google, oh, you know, you don't have to put it in perfectly, it finds anyway, but when you put it in the very top, you need to be exact and precise. So that's maybe frustrating people. So now you understand what that is. The other thing I recommend, and I do it myself, <clears throat> you know, I mean, we're just human, and some people are great typists, some people aren't, and so on. When I go in, especially if it's a long, a longer address, I'll get, I'll copy it from somewhere, you know, like you copy and paste. I'll copy it and then paste it in there so it's precise. Because sometimes when you type it in, you get one character wrong. So that's a, a suggestion, okay? A hint on how to not, you know, get right to the address you want. Put it somewhere, you know. You could have it in in your uh, uh, in your mail, you know, in your email thing. Like I have. Uh, um, I have web addresses in my email for different people. Okay, I go there, pick it out, copy it, and then put it in. Or you could just put it in a Word document, put it on your, uh, uh, on, on your uh, what do you call it, the top, the uh, desktop, and even the name of it. You could just copy the name. You don't even have to go in the document. I do that all the time, especially if something's long. I copy it and paste it. So that's a couple little hints. Another thing. Uh, it's just various little hints about the computer. Um, <clears throat> the other thing is, I learned this is a great, great thing I learned. Um, <clears throat> very useful in a couple of ways. It's called Notepad. Now I don't know if they have <clears throat> an analogous thing on the uh, Apple computers. They probably do. I don't know if they do what it's called, but. Uh, on the uh, on the PC, it's called Notepad, and it, you know it's a little. It, it, the icon looks like a little Notepad that's half open, all right. And you open it up, and you get this blank page, and it says, "Untitled Notepad file, file edit format view help blah blah blah." And what you do when you get something from the internet, okay, and you want to print it, for instance, or you want to save it in a Word document. You noticed that you got those little tiny zeros all over the place. It used to drive me crazy until I learned this trick. You know, those little zeros, and I had to go around deleting them because I'm anal. Some people don't care. But they're annoying, and if it's something you have to give to someone, you may not want them in there. Very simple way to get rid of them. You go to Notepad. You copy from the Internet. You paste it in Notepad. Notepad wipes out all that stuff, and when you recopy it from Notepad, all those zeros are gone. Beautiful. Now you put it in Word, you print it, whatever, they're all gone. Okay? Notepad strips out all the stuff. It's called HTML. Okay? It's a language. It's a language that they write into. You know, when they write on the internet, it's one of the languages they use. Anyway. In plain English, what Notepad does, it strips out all these things. You can't see them when you print it or when you read it. You can't see them except for those little zeros. But when you copy from one from one form, like the Internet or wherever, and paste it somewhere else, it's going to have a, a, a notations that are blind to you, that you don't see, but they're in there. And they come along with what you copied, okay? 
It's hanging on there somewhere. And when you put it in, it takes the format of the thing you took it from, okay? And sometimes you want it to take the format usually of where you're putting it to, right? Especially if you have something that's long and you're adding to it. You want to have a consistent format. And it was dry. It used to, that used to drive me crazy too. Again, put it in notebook, okay? Copy it from wherever you got it. Paste it in notebook. When you copy it out of notebook again, all that stuff will be stripped away and it'll be it'll be neutered of that. It'll take on the attributes of where you're putting it because there won't be any of these um, these instructions that tell it to have a different format, okay? So use Notepad to strip away any of that stuff so that it looks the way you want it to look when you put it in a new place, okay? It's very, very useful. I use it all the time. And it's ex- it's an excellent uh, hint, idea. Okay, that's Notepad. Um, all right. Okay, we're about 24, 24 minutes into the show. Um, so, about computers, just in general, just to get an idea of how a computer works. And, and I used to teach this to people, you know, when I was a program manager. Uh, basically, if you want to understand the way a computer works, think of it this way, analogous to a person. All right, the memory is the brain, right? And you have input and you have output. And that's pretty much you know, pretty much it. And you have a hard uh, storage. You know, for all intents and purposes, that's the way it works. So you put something into the computer. Either you pick it up from the Internet, right? Or you type it in or you read it in by a CD. I used to have floppy disks or... You read it in by a CD, or now uh, you could t- uh, your copier, your printer will, you know, you could scan it in, right? You can scan stuff in. So that's the input, and it goes into into the uh, <clears throat> when you store it, it goes into the hard storage, and it also goes into the memory of the computer. Okay, so you read it in, it goes into hard storage where it's where it's permanent, and the memory of the computer that you see when you're using it. And then you have the output, which is something you print, okay, or something you you send out in an email or you put out on the Internet. That's the output, okay? So stuff comes in, you process it in the computer, and you put it somewhere, okay? You could even put it on your hard drive to store. And that's what's happening. You could be reading something from the computer and then process means do something with it, change it in some way, and then put it back again. Or you could output it on a printer or on a uh, burn a uh, CD or, you know, whatever it might be, or put it out in the Internet, okay? So it's in, process, out. And that's, that's in general what computers do and how they work. And once you see them that way, it kind of simplifies the concept, okay? So uh, that's a general, uh, general, uh, you know, overview. So uh, I hope 
I hope that was uh, was helpful to people. Uh, and, um, you know, and it made your life a little easier. Maybe it saved you some time going forward. If you have any questions, you can email me. I'm not a super-duper techie anymore. So, but, uh, you know, in general, computers haven't, really haven't changed. Except when I was programming, I had to type on well, I I would write on a coding pad, and they type up these cards, and you know they had a some a group of people typed the cards, and we we gave it to uh, an operator, and he ran it on a big machine. Now everything is interactive. Big difference. Okay, so I hope I hope that was helpful to everyone. And um, if you'd like to find out more about me, uh, you can go to depressiveanonymous uh, dot org depressivesanonymous.org and we're going to go out with Freight Train Freddy by Peter Tazone. Bye folks. Be back next week. He was up each morning with the dawn because he his daily run was long and hard, and he had he to had be, ready be ready to get his freight train down the track. Determination he would never lack. The little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy. Everybody was his friend, and they all helped him to the end. To keep those freight cars rolling along steady He never knew what to expect And was very careful not to wreck The little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy The little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.